0: indeed! Friday the 31st of July, which means tomorrow is officially August 1st, which means it is in fact my birthday month. Um, So that means four days until August 5th, which is my birthday Leo season. Woohoo! Pretty crazy because it's going to be my 31st birthday, which is just it's it's a very interesting time to have a birthday. I'm not usually celebrating the way I would, which is with all my friends, literally popping bottles and, like, having shots and not being able to remember what happened the next day. Um, but, like, literally, I love that. And i love to wake up the next day being fe- feeling really ill and, like, well, hungover is the word. But I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to be, you know, a bit crass um, in case I have younger listeners. But I'm actually looking forward this year to waking up in my parents' house being 100% sober, which is, like, really weird. But I think it's kind of time to, like, pipe down the partying and just, you know... Enjoy every moment of feeling good, because quite honestly, given the fact that we're in a pandemic, and a political war, and everyone is just up in arms and really hypersensitive right now, I think it's a really good thing to really just embrace the present, Um, and actually, I, I, I never really thought about that until Oprah once said it. And it was, like, one of the most profound things she's ever said among many, many, many things she said. Um, But I just thought, yeah, well, you know what? I'm just going to love that. So, anyways, happy uh, Leo season and happy August birthdays to everybody who's a fellow Leo. Well, happy end of July, too. Um, But, anyways, I hope everybody had a really good week. It's been a long week. I have literally been doing nothing but playing with my cousins, relaxing, just kicking back um, because I'm visiting my family. And uh, I think I'm going to head back to L.A. end of next week because as much as I love being home and out of the city, I literally miss the city. I miss my apartment. I miss my TV. I miss my car. I miss my independence. Not that I don't have that stuff here, but like, you know, you know how, when you go back to visiting your family, it's like, you're reverted back to your childhood where you have like rules and you feel like you have to like walk on eggshells and whatnot, but I don't know. I'm sure everybody feels like that, but I certainly am feeling that way. Um, And it's just weird. I just miss my independence. I miss being able to, like, go to CVS at 2 in the morning when I need, like, toothpaste or something. But here in Massachusetts, everything closes at, like, 6 o'clock, which is just preposterous. Because, quite honestly, sometimes a girl just needs something at 3 in the morning. And honestly, when there's nothing open, I literally don't even know what to do. So I just go to the bathroom and go pee. Um what else? Hmm. Oh, well, I miss miss watching all my shows, even though my dad so generously lent me his iPad because I didn't bring my computer with me, because I know when you travel, you have to put your iPad on, like, the little, in the little bucket thing and put it through the security thing, but given the fact that there's probably, like, a million more germs now, um, I wasn't gonna have that, so let's just say I didn't bring my computer with me. Um, but anyways, yeah, end of the week, uh, it's just, you know, another end of the week, and then we'll go through the weekend, and we'll have another week of stories, and then the weekend, and then another week of stories, and that's how the, uh, cookie crumbles, as the kids say. By the way, ever since I've been home, I've made literally three batches of the most delicious cookies. Now, before I get into our story today, I'm going to say this. I want to shout out to Trader Joe's because I've been one of the people that never really shopped at Trader Joe's. I've been a Whole Foods stan, admirer, and just all-around supporter. And I still am, and I always will be. But uh, I started buying chocolate chips and flour and, like, some of the ingredients from Trader Joe's for chocolate chip cookies. Excuse me. And, and sugar in the raw. I can't even tell you how good that is with, like, a little extra added salt because I love salt. I know salt isn't really good for you, but... Literally, you guys, the chocolate chips from Whole Foods make your chocolate chip cookies so damn good, and just, mm, I love it. I keep eating cookies. I'm a cookie fiend. Um, But I mean, I I guess, I mean, sugar's not really good for you, but I don't do drugs or anything, so I guess it kind of offsets it. I guess cookies and sweets and sugar is my drug, my form of drugs. But anyways, you know, that's just me. Okay, so let's just hop into some stories and then um, that'll be it. That'll be it for the week and then we can all go into the weekend and hopefully you guys are going to have a nice relaxing weekend. And if you're working, I hope you're going to have a nice working weekend um, and all the in-between. So without further ado, everybody, here are my uh, weekend stories. The first story of the day is uh, sort of a, it's, it's a sad story and um full circle moment, uh, I guess a closure to what was A devastating, devastating, devastating loss. And that is um, the iconic, the beautiful, the stunningly, just talented, supremely talented Naya Rivera was laid to rest in Los Angeles nearly two weeks after her passing. This is from E! News. Naya Rivera has been laid to rest. Less than two weeks after the actress was confirmed dead, the Glee alum was buried at Forest Lawn Memorial Park Cemetery in Hollywood Hills, California. A death certificate published by The Blast Confirmed. The famed Glee alum, who was 33 at the time of her sudden death, was laid to rest at the cemetery on July 24th. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is this is a very, very famous um, area for notable people to be buried. I believe the late Carrie Fisher was buried here. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure I remember seeing some photos um, of the service. So uh, she'll be in the company of Carrie Fisher. And I mean, Carrie Fisher was, as we all know, the iconic princess to all of us and just a smart... Whippersnapper, just as Naya Rivera was too. And I think, you know, they're going to be in good company with each other. Um, the certificate also listed the star's occupation as an actress in entertainment for 32 of her 33 years of life. That's amazing. A 32-year career. I mean, I only hope to be as lucky as Naya. As, um, <laughs> excuse me, to find that kind of success. And, and you know, she was an actress when she was a little girl, um, much like many of the greats, like Sarah Jessica Parker and, and just many, many, many Lindsay Lohan. Um, uh, as was confirmed by the Ventura County Medical Examiner a day after her body was found, the certificate also lists rivi- Rivera, excuse me, cause of death as drowning. Um, as we all know, the search began for the missing star on July eighth after she failed to return her platoon boat uh, to the facilities following her three hour rental window. Authorities found her four year old son Josie unharmed and wearing a life vest while on the boat in the middle of the lake in California. Um, yeah, I'm. 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 She's laid to rest. I hope she. Um, hope her family and friends and just everybody who knew her and loved her and said just wonderful things about her find s- at some point in their lives some peace knowing Naya is resting and um her spirit will of course live on with them and she'll be looking down at everybody she loved um and once again this was a just a gut-wrenching tragic story um and it's just unimaginable but um my hope is that, and I'm sure it will, her, her legacy is her son, her, her family, and her supreme talent that we'll all get to. We are all lucky enough to witness um, Viagli and other amazing, amazing projects that she participated in. So rest in peace, Naya Rivera. You are truly, truly, truly an icon, and I'm always going to be a big fan of yours. Okay. Second story of the day, this is a, sort of an update with regards to everything that's been going on with the Ellen show, the Ellen DeGeneres show. This is from Deadline, Deadline Hollywood. Ellen DeGeneres and Warner Brothers address toxic workplace culture allegations, talk show to undergo staffing changes following the investigation. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, we'll read it and we'll dissect. The Ellen DeGeneres Show's host, Ellen DeGeneres, and studio Warner Brothers have spoken out about the recent complaints against the workplace environment on the popular daytime syndicated talk show. In a statement on behalf of WB and DeGeneres, the studio confirmed that it has conducted an internal inquiry interviewing current and former Ellen employees about their experience following a recent buzzfeed, excuse me, I just said meatballs, and I'm, like, salivating because I'm still hungry. Um, It's all about food. I love to eat. Don't judge. Um, Ellen employees about their experience following a recent BuzzFeed report alleging a toxic work culture on the show. Quote, Though not all the allegations were corroborated, we are disappointed that the primary findings of the investigation indicated some... Deficiencies related to the show's day-to-day management the statement said, quote, we have identified several staffing changes along with appropriate measures to address the issues that have been raised and are taking the first steps to implement them. Warner Brothers and Ellen DeGeneres are all committed to ensuring a workplace based on respect and inclusion. We are confident this course of action will lead us to will lead the will lead us to the right way forward for the show. The article continues to say, "Um, as the statement notes, multiple staffing changes are expected. Edgel Glavin, one of the show's three executive producers who was singled out in multiple complaints featured in the BuzzFeed report will likely be among those leaving. I hear I as in deadline um, are the author of this article. In a personal letter to her crew, first published by The Hollywood Reporter, DeGeneres apologized, quote, anyone who knows me knows it's the opposite of what I believe and what I hope for our show, she wrote, while suggesting she was personally not involved in the decisions and incidents on the show that have drawn criticism, quote, I have not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do their jobs just as I knew I'd want them done. DeGeneres said that, quote, my name is on the show and everything we do and I take responsibility for that. She also vowed to make changes, quote, I'm committed to ensuring this does not happen again, she wrote. The BuzzFeed report uh, alleged toxic work culture on Ellen based on anonymous testimonials by one current and 10 former employees, according to the publication, who said they face racism, bullying, and intimidation. It was the latest in a string of negative stories about the show and host Ellen DeGeneres published um, in the past six months. All right, Uh, then the article goes on to sort of recap what it's basically talking about. I have many thoughts on this. I want to first say uh, I'm really glad that Ellen made a statement because I think she's been pretty mom and quiet with regards to everything going on, and probably for good reason because her lawyers and Warner Brothers were probably like, "Uh, babe, don't say anything. Um, I also think that um, changes have to be made, and if that producer, Ed Glavin, uh, I don't know who that is, I only know sort of the Andy Lassner producer because he's sort of Ellen sort of always rags at them in a very humorous way. Um, if if the toxic sort of environment is stemming from him, then obviously he has to go. We live. Anyone is replaceable. I mean, I mean it would be hard to replace Ellen, as I said before. I mean, the only person that could probably succeed her was Wanda Sykes, who's like literally the funniest gal ever. Um, but I think there's just no time and no place, especially in the current climate of what we're living through, with the commander in chief of this country just not being a very nice person. My opinion. Um, Yeah, I think, make the changes. It's not worth it. It's not fair to, uh, the people that are enduring the trauma. It's not fair to the executives of Warner Brothers who actually are good people who are being poorly reflected. it's not fair to Ellen who, I mean, I totally understand. Here's the thing. I understand why Ellen said, um, though I wasn't able to oversee everything, yeah, she's busy. She's probably planning her act. She has a personal life. She is involved with multiple philanthropic causes, chief among them animal care and whatnot. She's very good to the animals. Um, make the changes. I think, yeah, we're at a time where real changes to happen in all different, all different areas. So, uh, clean out the fat, as they say. Um, and I'm really glad that one of our brothers addressed this and I hope that, um, some good can come from it because literally Ellen is, the Ellen DeGeneres show is like a solace for so many people. I love it. I love watching the YouTube clips. It's like the type of thing when you, when you watch one clip, you, you're like there four hours later and you're still watching clips. Um, so I just hope that they can make the changes they make and whenever they get back into production, like in studio and whatnot. Um, yeah, I hope things can be, you know better and happy and clearer because uh, you know life's too short for you know negativity and we just want to have fun you know the world is that you don't have that much time on this earth um so you know you want to just like live a damn good life okay well i actually have a third and fourth story I picked up but i'm going to read um this i just found a story actually now that i'm going to read about because it's about two of my favorite people in the world even though like sort of the news surrounding them is not that great and that's kim and kanye um aka king queen of the united states but let's read it in we'll dissect this is from page six Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are already living separate lives. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are living separate lives as their future hangs in the balance. Sources reveal the couple briefly uh, reunited in Cody, Wyoming. This week following West's very public bipolar episode, Kardashian 39, appeared to be weeping in photos of the pair having an intense conversation and flew back uh, by a private jet to L.A., uh, after just one night with her husband. I mean, I like wish I could just jet out and out like Kim K, good. just like hop on a private jet and just be like, eh, and then be like, bye. But you know, we're not all so fabulous. Okay, although sources uh, absolutely denied any divorce plans, Page Six is told they have been living separately for some time. West 43 now lives full-time at his $14 million Wyoming ranch, which is best for his creativity, quote, the creativity being in quotes. Um, we're told, uh, while Kardashian is based in LA with their four kids and her family. A source said, quote, Kanye's in Wyoming. That's his main base, but they're not like other couples. Obviously, they have multiple houses and private planes. So it's not like they're not able to see each other. Kim's completely focused on her family and protecting her kids right now, they're so young. She's doing well. She doesn't want this to impact she doesn't want this impact on the kids, so it's business as normal with them. Her sisters have been helping out and the kids have been with their cousins. They don't want the kids to feel that anything is wrong, but of course they want their father uh, we told how Wes refused to see his wife, even ignoring her calls until she flew out to Wyoming where he's been holed up at his forty. Okay, this is redundant. Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a tumultuous time, and I don't know if we're going to get the full details of this. Maybe Kim will one day speak about it, or maybe it'll play out on the show. I guess they, uh, allegedly there was an article, it might have been, E. I don't, I think it was, oh, it was on TMZ that I read it. So actually I believe there is some validity to that because I know Chris Jenner is sort of in with, uh. TMZ, um, that this isn't going to be the intimate details of what's going on aren't going to be played out for the public, which I totally respect and I totally get. But I hope they can work everything out, and um, you know, sometimes couples go through it. I mean, that's what, relationships are really hard. And I learned that in this first Sex in the City movie with Miranda and Steve, because remember Steve had an affair, because Miranda was so busy. Um, and then they're having that famous lunch, and um, Kim, uh, Kim control. Um, so the next one was like, how long have you guys, um, how long has it been since you guys have sex? And then Charlotte's beautiful little daughter, Lily, goes, sex! And then um, Charlotte goes, Okay, so funny. Sorry, I literally love that movie, and I've been on a Sex in the City kick, so that's why I I, like sort of thought about that. But, um, anyways, I hope everything with Kim and Kanye works out for the best. And if it doesn't work out, then I hope everything works out to not work out, and you know they can sort of live their lives amicably, which I'm sure they will because their kids are just just the sweetest. And Kanye, even though he's very outspoken and whatnot, he just really seems to really love his kids, and I mean that's great. I obviously, Kim too. So it's all about the kids. Always going to be about the kids. Okay, oh, yeah, well, that's our third story of the day. I don't actually have a fourth one picked up, but let me hop onto TMZ and see if there's anything worthy of reading. Hmm. No. 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 Um. No. No. <laughs> Sorry, you guys obviously don't know what, what I'm, like, reading about. Some of these headlines are just, like, not... Hmm. Hmm. I haven't been following The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I should really get on that. Have you guys been following it? Like, I wish I knew what was going on. I mean, I know... I watched the first episode because I wanted to sort of see the promo for the entire season, which I usually put at the first... At the end of the first episode of every season. Oh, well, of course, he just posted a thing about uh, Ellen DeGeneres after I found it on another source, but that's okay. Sorry, guys, you're probably just like, what are you doing? I'm just like looking at my phone, reading, and trying to find another good story worthy of your gorgeous time in your ears. Um, hmm, okay, let me, wow, there's like literally nothing going on today. Uh, what are, let me, okay, let me go to page six really quick. Sorry, I know I saw, I'm like all over the place, you guys. I'm just like literally not having it right now. Um, Okay. Oh, here's a funny article. Um, I've literally never, ever, ever talked about this person on my podcast before, so welcome Joe Pesci to the Mistress of Pop Culture. Hi, I'm Andrew. Um, Joe Pesci, who was obviously in Home Alone, he was the Harry in, uh, he was one of the two robbers in the first and second Home Alone, he's so iconic. Okay, this is from Page Six. Joe Pesci wants to, quote, whack his neighbor's docks, which he says are too long. This is already funny. Joe Pesci doesn't find this property dispute funny. The Goodfellas star is war- warring with his Jersey Shore neighbors over how long their docks should be, and channeling his attorney character from My Cousin Vinny to keep them from jutting out where, hey, they maybe don't belong. Pesci wrote a letter opposing two new docks that would extend 315 feet out into Barnett Bay, and in it, he urges state bureaucrats to nix the construction plans before it's too late. Oh my gosh, you knew Joe, Joe Pesci was just so upset about the aquatic life that people want to enjoy in the Jersey Shore. By the way, I have an attachment to the Jersey Shore because my family has a home there. Not my my family, but like my mom's side. And I used to go there every summer as a kid, and I literally love it there. So but I totally understand why he doesn't want a dock, because the side where our family's house is is literally right on the beach, so there's no docks, but on the bay side, there's docks. And I can see how that could be an eyesore for him. And literally Joe Pesci deserves what he wants because he's literally just Joe Pesci. And quite honestly, I wouldn't want to piss him off because he seems like he's very, very frightening. But he's probably like a really lovely man. But I mean, he just seems like he's really scary. Okay. Pesci, who famously stabs a dying man inside a trunk of a car in the opening scene to Goodfellas, doesn't elaborate. Now, I'm under- I believe that this article is sensationalizing the story. Like, obviously, Joe Pesci isn't going to stab someone. This is just reflecting about his past roles and whatnot. Um, But I will say this. I am talking directly to the bureaucrats of New Jersey, whoever you are. If you listen to the ministers of pop culture, then you, first of all, have really good taste. Second of all, just give Joe Pesci what he wants. Literally, next to docs. Let the man enjoy his years. Um, We're in a crazy time. Just give what he wants. Give the man what he wants. I mean... But to, you know, play devil's advocate here, also people want to have dogs, let them have their dogs, but maybe not so long. So everybody wins and everybody gets what they want. Because you know what? We have to compromise in life. We all have to adjust our ways to satisfy people, but I feel like Joe Pesci having the incredible body of work that he does probably amassed quite a fortune, so um, I don't know the intimate detailings of his finances here, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he probably has a couple mil, so maybe he should relocate to somebody, bit more, somewhere more private, where he can just be at peace and not surrounded by docks and wood and boats and just all the hoopla that goes on at the Jersey Shore, but that's just me. Well, that's all I have to say about that, so Joe Pesci, I hope you get what you want, buddy. Okay, everybody, that is my Friday episode. I am so tired i don't even know why i'm tired i'm literally just relaxing but you know when you relax so much you're like so tired but yeah but anyways thank you so much for always listening to the, my to my podcast the Mysteries of Bob culture i am eternally grateful i love doing it it's literally my form of therapy and it's really cathartic and it really got me through quarantine even though i've been doing it for a little bit over a year now <laughs> bravo to me bravo to me so i hope everybody has a glorious weekend make sure you wear your masks wash your hands social distance quarantine if you must and um please feel free to check out my um my podcast on Ah, let me think. Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Castbox, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere where podcasts stream. Um, I'm once again very thankful for everyone's loyal loyal ears and whatnot. Um and uh yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Have a great weekend and uh I'll be back Monday. Bye.